And thank you for your presence, Lord. You are more beautiful than diamonds. You are more precious than the purest gold. Jesus, you have never failed us. We can rest in your goodness, Lord. Let's sing that again. You are more beautiful than diamonds. You are more precious than the purest gold. Jesus, you have never failed us. We can rest in your goodness, Lord. You are sweeter than honey, sweeter than honey. You are sweeter than honey, Lord. Jesus, we have tasted and seen. You are sweeter than honey. Sweeter than honey. You are sweeter than honey. Lord, you are sweeter than honey. Sweeter than honey, we have tasted and seen that you are good. We take delight in your presence, there's pleasures evermore, and we worship you, we worship Honey, 
sweeter than honey. You are sweeter than honey. Lord, you are sweeter than honey. Sweeter than honey, we have tasted and seen that you are good. We have tasted and seen that you are good. We have tasted and seen that you are Accepted in the beloved, I know you are pleased with me. No sin to bind and no chains to shackle, you have set me free. And you presence gives me reason to sing. I'm where I belong in the arms of my beloved. It feels like I can finally breathe. You have set me free. I am accepted in the beloved. The past has no hold on me. Not because of what I've done, but because of your great mercy, you have set me free. And you to sing I'm where I belong in the arms of my beloved it feels like I can finally breathe you have set me free Your cross I've been re- 
have set me free and you set me suffer for nothing when you shed your blood every drop was on purpose what amazing love I will make my boast in your cross alone laying every crown at your feet Lamb of God worthy is the Lamb of God worthy is the Lamb of God Was I on your mind? 
What was the joy set before you? Was my heart your prize? I will make my boast in your cross alone, laying every crown at your feet. Lamb of God, worthy is the sinners slain. Worthy is the Lamb for sinners slain. You died on the cross, then you rose from the grave. Worthy is the Lamb for sinners slain. You Jesus is the Lamb for sinners slain. Jesus is the Lamb for sinners slain. You died on the cross, then you rose from the grave. Jesus, you're the Lamb for sinners slain. And you
Christ the Lamb for sinners slain. Worthy is the Lamb for sinners slain. You died on the cross, then you rose from the grave. Worthy is the Lamb for sinners slain. Thank you. Getting somewhere now, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. We're going to read from Psalm 105. Just start at verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing psalms to Him. Talk of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works which He has done. His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, and his oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob 
for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. When they were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. I'm going to stop right there for a little bit. Over the years, I've heard preachers teach to not, not bother me. <laughs> don't bother me. If I'm doing something wrong, don't you bother me. Don't tell me I'm doing something wrong. Do not touch God's anointed. It's not what it says. It is not what it says. It says, my anointed ones. Who are you? 105. Who are you in Christ? Are you an anointed one? Do you have giftings? Is there prophets among us? Is there... You know, I... uh, When I was reading this... It struck me that if I have to tell you what I am, I'm probably not very much. If I have to tell you what I am, now, Very true. The uh, a lot of times people think that the giftings is a hierarchy. And it's not true. There's no truth in in that. There is no hierarchy in giftings. You are who you are because God says you are. Not because it's a man or something that you grab a hold of. But you are who you are because God says you're this way. This is who you are. And uh, there's no hierarchy in it. Never has been. We, uh, as a group, you guys know, we believe in the giftings and that there are 
different things, but in giftings, it can be, it's not all consuming or all, if God says you're something, he generally defines what it is that you are and where you are and uh, where you're going to be in it. Just because you are something here doesn't mean you're something over there. <laughs> if that makes sense to you. You've got to define what God, what's God saying to you. Does God say, I, uh, I had a guy who was in a church service and the pastors gave a prophetic word over a lady and this man I saw him take issue with it and I saw him the next day. He was in Justin's coffee shop. And he had a whole deal of like five books, papers, different stuff laid out. He was looking it over, going through it. Building his case. And I, I asked him, I said, what are you doing? And I already knew. When I saw him and all this, I knew what was going on. What are you doing? I'm, I'm studying false prophets. I said, studying false prophets? Yep. I said, well, and the reason he's calling false prophets is that he doesn't believe that there is such a thing. No prophets. I knew that. And I said, why don't you study real, that way you'll know the false when you see it. And he said, no, no. And I said, yeah, you can't have false without having truth. Well, uh, he just grabbed up his stuff and off he went. And he never came back to Justin's or the church. But, you know, it's uh, we can get things wrong when we go outside of what God's saying. What does God say about it? What would God say to him about it? If he did he ask? No. He just went sour on it instead of hearing the word of the Lord on it and knowing. And uh, there's just a lot of things can go on. And I believe uh, one of the most powerful, we find ourselves a lot of times in, in situations where uh, a lot of turmoil, a lot of, I see it every morning just about at the coffee shop. There'll be, at that table that I sit at, there'll be somebody, at least one, generally two or three or four, that come in and there's all kind of turmoil going on. 
whatever went on the night before or over the weekend or something, something at work or something at church or something somewhere has gone on. And I learned to pray the peace of God. I saw it at work in the when you pray the peace of God, it can come in and and smooth over whatever is going on in your life and carrying on. And I got a call Friday evening late. It was my grandson. He was distressed. I could tell. I could hear it in his voice. Papa, I need you to come right now. And I said, okay. I just jumped up. I got a. I said, "What's what happened?" He says, uh, "Our dogs killed the neighbor's dog." So I jumped in the truck and I run up there. I thought he was there alone with maybe the girls, but Derek and Rachel was there, and Rachel, she knows, but the turmoil what was going on, the, the, the little dead dog, your dogs doing it. The kids had seen it. The neighbor is just beside himself. He is uh, cussing, carrying on, crying. He's older than I am or at least as old as I am. And Rachel said, I just couldn't pray. She said, I needed, I needed you to come. just couldn't pray for the peace of God. And so I was praying. And I went in the house, and the, this man's wife has been out of the home for at least three years. I don't know if they're divorced or just not living together. But while we're in the house, here she comes. And she's knocking on that front door. And she was fully expecting to see Derek, and I opened the door. And when I did, it just, she didn't know what to say or do. And she said, I just want to know if. My little white dog, are they going to kill him too? She wasn't worried about her husband as much as she was her little white dog. And no, ma'am. Of course, this happened over in Derek and Rachel's yard. This little dog had taken after Justin, nipping at him at Jackson nipping at him, trying to bite him. And his dogs run out there and done away with him. They did what they were supposed to do, protect him. But here's a grown man over here boo-hooing, crying, and a mad woman, and all kinds of stuff going on. And So we got it all settled down. And, and I went back to the house, and Kay said, let's pray. And she began to pray. 
And one of the things that in that we had stated just in praying was that he, uh, like the neighbor, would know at least get to meet Jesus in this. And he would know that there is a God. I'm not sure if he's ever been in church doors before. Probably never. And uh, we got, you want to read that? Would you read it? Rachel sent us this last night. texted her back after I read it and I, I said uh, our neighbor just came by he was apologizing for how he responded and for if he scared <clears throat> scared the kids and for Jack's losing his dog he said I was just in shock. Derek talked to him for 10 minutes, assuring him we weren't angry with him. I ran out as he was walking away. I reached out to hug him, and he just started sobbing. I said, you should know we love you and Jesus loves you. He said, you shouldn't be worrying about me at all. You've been through hell. I said, Jesus sent me to tell you that you're loved. He said, I can't tell you how grateful I am that you two moved up here. I told Derek how I feel about you, and I ain't saying it twice, but it's all true. I told him, Waverly prayed for him last night, and he just boo-hooed. And then she said, I started praying last night that God would use it to touch him and his wife. And I said, so did we. I'm telling you, from that's high drama when you're starting when you're dealing with people's emotions and dogs and kids and or animals and kids. Or, which one? Love your neighbor. Causing a, a seven-year-old, Waverly, she's praying for him and pro for his little dog. Just for a grin. <clears throat> So Rachel texted me later, Waverly praying at bedtime. Jesus, just be with Mr. Little's dog. Surround her and heal her like you can. Because we loved her, Jesus, even though she was mean to me most of the time.
I had to tell this story because Ronnie's already told one of his stories. You might as well tell it where everybody can hear it. Oh, Jack, God is just so faithful. You know, I've been reading in Kings, Second Kings there about Elijah and Elisha. God just showing you things that He can do it for you like he done it for the others. But he's also showing me that he can do it new for you. He don't have to do it like he done it for them. He can do it so much better. There's a timing for everything. I was telling Jack, it's just so awesome how God has this, how he does things when you, and I want to encourage people, when you think he won't do them, when you think, well, maybe I don't deserve that blessing, but he said you do, he said you're mine. And I desire to give you good things. So what I was telling Jack earlier, I was getting ready to mow. I thought Wednesday I'd come up here and mow because this was looking a little shaggy and I needed to get it done. So I get on my lawnmower that evening and it won't hit a lick. I mean, it won't, don't even click. So in my little bit of mechanics, which ain't much, but I put the charger on it. I said, well, that thing looks like it's charged. I don't know what's going on with it. So I'll try to jump it over the solenoid and it hit. It run for maybe 30 seconds. Dead as a hammer. <laughs> So I get to talking about that to God. I thought, what is going on here, Lord? So I called a buddy of mine, old Bill. He said, all I can tell you is when they're dead, they're dead. (laughs) He said, these new batteries, when they're dead, they're dead. I said, okay, that's encouraging. I'll go get a new battery. And I thought, Lord, you have provided for this battery. I had enough in my billfold to get the battery. Even though I don't think a lawnmower battery ought to cost no 50 or 60 bucks, but they do. (laughs) So I get that in there and the lawnmower fires up. I said, well, I'll go do that Friday. Then got too late. So we'll come in the Friday. I come and mow. Get things done up here, and I'm going to get the bus up and fire it up, which I did. Bus started up. I drive it down the highway. 
Come back home, park it. I thought, it's ready. Well, later on that evening, the neighbor, y'all know him, Jim Harris, lives around the block from me. And it wasn't only him, it was, he didn't call me. The kid that lives across the street from me, y'all met him, I'm, his name is Jason. He's not a kid. He's, he grew up under me. I mean, he said, I got a job over here to do for Jim Harris. He's wanting to move his house. But the trailer they put under, the tongue's too long. He said he needs that tongue cut off, and then I'm going to weld it back on. I'm like, what's that got to do with me? He said, we ain't got nothing to cut that tongue off with but a torch, or, or not a torch, but a, a grinder. I said, well, get to cutting it. <laughs> now, he called me dad most of the time. He said, but dad, he said, you got a torch right there. He said, we need you to come over and cut that off with that torch, and then I'll weld it back on. I said, well, I'll come and look at it. I'll be honest, I didn't want to do it. It's 110 degrees out there. I ain't got no ambitions about firing, firing up a torch. Let's just make it hard. <laughs> so I go over there and I look at this and of course Jim and his son both sitting there and they're it was just pretty quiet. I mean, they're not saying a whole lot, but Jason is telling me what all we got to do to it. And it's just like God spoke. He said, you're going to do it. It's your neighbor. I said, okay, Father. <laughs> so I told him, I said, I'll be back in a minute. Well, I go back over to the house, and I'd park the bus, where I couldn't get my welder out of the shop. I'm trying to jump that bus. Well, I'll try to start it, it won't hit a lick. It ain't going nowhere. Put the battery cables on it, trying to jump it. It won't charge. Jason, he leans over, he's messing with, his, with the cables and he said, well, you got a short somewhere. This thing just knocked a fire out of me. <laughs> I said, well, he got his arm down on the fender. Of course, we're all wet as we can be as sweat. So long story short, I just throwed the cables down, shut the hood on the bus, and I ended up backing my truck around and got a hold of my welder where I could get it out, and I go do that. And when I get done, Jim, he said, I'm going to pay you. I said, no. I said, you don't owe me anything. He said, yeah. He said, you take this. And he got a whole wad of money. A fistful of money. He said, you take this. He said, if you don't want it, use it for your kids. They're at Camp Hope. I said, okay. That's what you want to do. So I take it and go back home. 
Well, that's $200. I thank God you provided for the battery. So I go out yesterday morning and try to start the bus, and it still won't start, and God tell me, he said, go get a battery. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> he told me the night before to go get a battery. <laughs> <laughs> he knows who I am, Jack. <laughs> he knows he's got to be told at least three times. Exactly. I do. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry, but God knows who I am. That's, so I come and get the battery. I walk in there and I set the battery on the counter and the guy said, you want one like this? I said, no, I don't. I want a good one. <laughs> So he goes and gets me a new battery and sets it there beside that old one and he's looking at the old one. He said, uh, this battery's only a year and a half old. He said, we'll prorate this thing. He said, that's, that's a three-year battery. I said, okay. I said, thank you. And I'm sitting there holding the card to put in the machine, pay for the battery. He handed me my receipt. He said, you're good to go. I said, I never put my card in there. He said, you're good to go. He said, it's all good. He said, we ain't going to rob you. I carried the new battery out and set my truck. He said, God speaks. He said, I made a way. He said, the 200 is for you. That's just how good he is. That's, he makes a way. He knows our needs. And he makes a way. And I had brought Mike when I come to get the battery. I had brought Mike and dropped him off here. I told him, just take care of things. <laughs> and I actually got around and picked the kids up early. By the time I got the battery in, well, I was picking kids up at 9 o'clock, and they didn't know what to do about that. They thought, <laughs> so. So God is good and he has he has made a bond with a neighbor again where we wasn't that close because of things that had happened in the past. God mends them ways and brings you back in. He restores and makes all things new. And you never know how he's going to do it. Praise God. You're good? I got nothing. You got nothing? You got something? Getting a new motor.
Not me. Wow. What happened, John? Mercy. Let me hold that with pliers. Well, for some reason, God is trying to teach us that. That we have something at our disposal, or our need, that can change the situation that we're in. Every time. Every time. God God can change it and work on our behalf if we'll just let Him. Amen? Amen. I think it would be a good time to make our declaration. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given us, we declare that He teaches us to prosper. This is in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth. It's all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As He blesses us, His way becomes known on the earth and His salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles and angelic visitations, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so we can live into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, see Jesus get his full reward. Amen.